Welcome to episode 56 of the Local Meta. My name is Fletcher. And I'm John. John, I know how you're doing tonight, so I'm not going to ask that. I just yep. want to say thank you, actually, though. Yeah, no problem. For that very, <laughs> for that very, very nice play, Matt. Yeah, I, uh... It just I, goes to show that if you fail hard enough, people will bail you out. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know if we brought this up on an episode, but Fletch, when Fletcher made his little trip out to Ashland, he didn't pimp the podcast. So to, I go to a completely different store with our demographic, and I said nothing. <laughs> yeah. So to force him to you know promote us next time, I actually went to Inked Playmats. And I specially ordered three playmats <laughs> with our quotations logo on it and gave one of them to Fletcher. Yeah. <laughs> so now there is, uh, he has no choice but to promote us. And actually, the one really cool thing about this now is if we do another two headed giant pre release, we can both have our local meta playmats. I'm going to correct you on that when. Yeah, we do another two-headed giant pre-release because yeah. <laughs> we totally will. But yeah, all I know is you need to find the graphic designer and pay them a ton more money for designing that sweet logo. Uh, <laughs> the logo is anything other than Times New Roman <laughs> on a black background, maybe. Yeah, but do you want to know the crazy thing about that? Those playmats. What? In special ordering it from Inked. Which shout out to Ink Playmats because they do custom playmats. Um, yep. I had to actually take our logo, paste our logo into Microsoft Paint, save the image file because I need I because the problem was like I couldn't like the way the trimming worked I couldn't just like cut it to where I want it to be I had to like yep. make an oversized thing and then I had to center it by eye. <laughs> to make it actually look good like i actually have a piece of paper on my desk from where i was drawing like a grid to try and make sure that it was actually centered you know as close as i could get it because i didn't want to pay the extra ten dollars per playmat for them to edit it to be centered to edit the times new roman on black <laughs> yeah oh man rather than dropping an extra thirty dollars which is the price of a playmat on uh... them fixing the three that i ordered well, in any case, you're the broiest of bros. So yeah, there was there was some dedication that went into this. <laughs> like, I I was actually doing it while you were streaming, I believe. Oh, really? Yeah. Funny. Just like trying to like I have like I have it over on my one monitor, and I have like your game on the other, and I'm just like trying to keep you from crashing a plane while trying to make it not suck and. <laughs> So, so segue fun speaking of me crashing a plane and streaming a lot <laughs> um so we're gonna kind of talk about a loose kind of a loose topic today about uh that ca came up on my stream as we were playing and you were talking to me and everything um yeah. so basically i'm trying to remember the exact situation we ran into but i was playing my esper deck i believe no i was playing uh, blue black because i had doomfall in the deck um I was playing blue-black against, like, a Dino's deck, and I was smoking them, we'll be honest. Um, but we had a discussion of a play about if I should cast Doomfall or not, basically, and it was in my hand. And you realize after the fact that um, 
I should that I shouldn't have no matter what basically because yeah. of the other cards in my hands. But it was still a good discussion just bl- on the blind without that information. Um, I opted to place something else um, that was less mana efficient instead of playing Doomfall when my opponent had one card in hand because I was so far because I felt I was so far ahead that it wasn't worth that the mana efficiency wasn't worth the use of that card. All right, so you're wrong mm-hmm. on two points. Okay, because you never remember things very well. No. Um, <laughs> it was not a matter of man efficiency because you had, you were on, like, I think you actually missed a land drop. Yep. Um, you, you knew your opponent had... This is why I record things and can yeah, play them back to you. We, you knew your opponent had a something needle tooth in their hand, the 2-2. Yeah, the needle, the 2-2, yep. Um, they had one other card also that we didn't know what it was. Mm-hmm. They had, I believe, five mana... Yep, and I was and, I, my and I was initial, on three mana. Yeah, my initial thought was you should cast Doomfall and just take the Needle Tooth out of their hand because mm-hmm. why not? In your hand, you also had a Walk the Plank and a Chupacabra. Um, the thing that I realized after the fact, I wasn't paying one hundred percent full attention. Yeah, was he? Fletcher also had a um, treasure map in his hand, and treasure map mm-hmm. is absolutely the correct play because it was a clear board on both sides. Yeah. So I was like, I was yeah. completely wrong in my thought process of, well, just, you know, you should just in that because Treasure Map was just better. But assuming Treasure Map didn't actually exist, yeah. my yeah, we'll, thought, we'll make that assumption. Yeah. My thought process was just cast the Doomfall and take the Needle Tooth. And Fletcher disagreed with that because Doomfall is one of the few answers Blue Black has to a Carnage Tyrant off the top if you don't already or, have or that, going. Or that dumps. Uh, Worst Carnage Tyrant, if that's even possible. That, like, other Hexproof, that dinosaur that's just bad that people play. There's another Hexproof dinosaur that's bad that people play? Yeah, there is. Or maybe it's not a dinosaur, but there's, like, some big Hexproof Dirtle that people play. I honestly have no idea what you're even talking about. Oh, it's... Yeah, there's some dumb Hexproof Vanilla that people play that's just worse than Carnage Tyrant, but they can get because it's, like, uncommon. Yeah. What color is it? Green. Really, I'm really confused right now. Yeah, it's that it's that good. <laughs> Apparently, it's that forgetful for me. Yeah, exactly. Oh, you're talking about the six seven crocodile. The crocodile area, yeah, yeah. People play the crocodile. Yeah, yeah. The, I have seen the crocodile around, so I, mm-hmm. yeah, I was wrong with that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so Fletcher, like, I'm just, I my philosophy was he should just cast the Doomfall, take his thing, even though he had two other removal spells for the creature we knew about. Just because my thing was, you know, it's mana efficient, you could use all your mana, once again, mm-hmm. discounting the fact that there was a treasure map that I... Yeah, ignoring the see. treasure map, pretend it doesn't exist. And Fletcher disagreed with that on basically a philosophical level, where it's like, it doesn't matter because we have so many other ways of dealing with the needle tooth mm-hmm. that saving the more, you know, saving the one out to something that has hexproof was more relevant Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and th- like that was my thought. Like, not necessarily that. So, so with the with the entire way the game was progressing at that point, I had answers to basically anything they could do, mm-hmm. and 
I felt like applying the appropriate level of response to the threat was better than just trying to use up all my mana in that situation. I, I, I wanted to respond in this game instead of try to to pick something like that, just because I knew I knew I basically at this point had enough threats to handle whatever may come my way, and they they weren't gonna flood me in it flood me in any way, um, at least in the early game and everything like that. And I just felt it was better better value to do that, and I felt it like it gave me a better chance. I mean, honestly, I think either play I would have been in a good position in that game, just because I think I feel like. I was even when they were at five men and I was at three. I still felt like I was winning that game most of the time. Mm-hmm. But well, the the interesting thing about the whole thing, like the thing that I pointed out when you mentioned Carnage Tyrant, is you know you're playing around the potential of a Carnage Tyrant that you don't even know exists. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't. I think you were thinking I was that I was playing around a hard Carnage Tyrant, mm-hmm. and I was and I wasn't. My my point was less that this the doomfall was a very specific piece of removal that did a very specific thing and it handled more things it if you look at it it actually handles more things than the removal i had in my hand did mm-hmm. and so saving that removal i felt was better than just like letting them play needle tooth i play a chupacabra kill their needle tooth and you know, we the game moves on from there. You know, mm-hmm. and that was my whole intent. I, I just felt with the way I, the way I was playing that game, that just fought that that play was less good. Like, th- I felt like there were a lot, and you were you know to your credit, you were only paying half attention. <laughs> you know, yeah. also so like, I feel like there was a lot more nuance going on in that game than just like. Oh, this is the turn. You you have three mana. You should play the Doomfall. You know? Yeah, that's actually something that's re- actually relatively interesting for like me as a person. Is like even in like hindsight, looking back, I know I'm fully aware that even if you didn't have a um, treasure map in play, I still don't actually think it was correct to use the Doomfall. But what it really came down to was the fact, like, because I wasn't giving the game my full attention, I just kind of, like, defaulted to, like, you know, the common, you know... You, this the, is common, you sh- the common heuristic, you're, these these shortcuts and rules that we use. Yeah, so, like, my mind just immediately, like, shortcut to that instead of actually evaluating what was going on, just because I wasn't giving the game my yeah, full exactly. attention. Yeah, which, which exactly. Is, which is good, like, having these rules and everything like that, but... You know, and this is kind of what the whole topic is today is is about looking at these rules that we have and when we kind of should break them to some degree. Um, you know, ignoring the mana efficiency rule, playing around a card, you know, card efficiency, things like that. Um, and I don't know. I have to just kind of sidetrack here for a second. So this, like, I've been streaming like a crazy person, um, in my opinion, like basically an hour a day for like almost the last week at least which is pretty consistent for me which is incredibly consistent for me um and like i think i'm I'm trying to remember how many unique days i've streamed and i've got like 12 hours of streaming or something like that which is a lot for me um but it's 
one, it's really cool having you on the line all the time like this to to talk about these things. And two, it's really interesting for me to be able to go back and watch some of these games. Mm-hmm. Like, like there were a couple, like, I sent you one that I asked you some stuff about that uh, a couple of the difficult decisions I had to make that I was like, I don't know if I made the right decision here. Even though I won the game, I'm not sure if I made these decisions correctly. Um, and then I, then actually the other one I saved, I was just, I just cut it, I just cut it out and saved it because it, it felt so good. It was when that opponent I was playing, they were on a, uh, I was playing my Esper control deck and they were on a, uh, like a black red, red black mid range, black red like mid range, but like it was like a splendid, like they played splendid agony or something like that. I think was the card, or no, what's it's like the cruel seven mana reality. cruel reality. There you are. it's yeah, it was cruel reality they played, um, and so they play that. So I play like a Vona, pass the turn to them, and then they play that card, and they're like, and the and then they emote GG at me. Yep, and I'm like, oh no, you didn't, son, and. <laughs> And, and and so they pass the turn back to me. I have to sacrifice a bone. And then I proceed to Ixalan's binding out their card. Yep. And then proceed to eventually resolve a Scarab God and beat them retarded. <laughs> yep. Uh, I, I, was, I, I remember getting particularly annoyed with you because you didn't GG him back after the fact. I know. I should, like, I should have. Fight. I like, did. But... Uh, it's the whole, like, you know, just because one person is a douche doesn't mean both people should be a douche, but I I personally am of the belief that if your opponent premature GG's and you win, you need to rub that in. Like, uh, So just before I made the attack that made him concede, I actually had my, like, uh, I re-watched, rewatched the video and apparently I had my emote thing up and didn't, I was like, oh, I should totally mm-hmm. do it, but I didn't. <laughs> but... And if I would have I, like been paying more attention, I realized it's like, yeah, there's basically no way he could have came back from that. But I, I just going. I need to backtrack a second because okay. I have I have a I have a short story. Okay. Um, last night at F and M, uh, there was a guy there who thought it was modern, but it wasn't. So he was just kind of like lurking around watching people play standard, and he was watching someone else's match, and. When the match was all over, he said the word, like, he brought up some line of play, and he's like, and then, like, after that, he's like, it doesn't really matter, because obviously your play was right because you won. Oh, my favorite thing. <laughs> yeah, which made me be like, just because you won doesn't mean you pl- you made the correct play. And he, like, gives me a weird look, and he's like, yeah, I suppose you're right. And mm. then, like, after the fact, he's, like, walking away, and he turns around and he's like, I will say, though... That there is a difference between the correct play and the optimal play, and I have no idea what the shit he was talking about. <laughs> like I, that sentence makes no goddamn sense to me. It it kind of does actually in some ways. Does it? I think. Can it, you explain I think, that? I think there's context to the whole thing. Like I mean, and even you can use it almost in our sort of. And I'm just, I'm gonna put words in his mouth because I'm and I'm you know who knows maybe he didn't know what he was talking about. But like, I think, I think there's the maybe I wouldn't use the terms optimal and correct, but like, there's the play, there's the play that you normally would make, which is you know, the air quotes correct play, you know, using all your mana, playing around cards, things like that, and then there's the correct or correct or optimal, depending on whatever notation you want to use which is 
actually thinking about the game and making the play that gives you the highest chance of winning. Mm-hmm. And that's probably just me trying to make that statement actually make sense, but maybe like when he first said it though, I just kind of like, like I'm like, and he like said it and then walked away. I'm like, what the hell are you even talking about? <laughs> it's like with you explaining it, I do understand. I'm not sure if that is what he meant. Not, not sure if that's the intent. Yeah. If he was just trying to sound smart. Yeah, maybe. Which, Who knows? Well, know, like, so I feel he, like that is something, you know, we, I think, I, I, I feel like we ignore a lot of the times we feel like we're making the right play. We win the game and we're like, oh, that play was definitely right. Instead yep. of stopping and going back and looking at stuff like that. That's why that one video that I, even though I won it, I still sent it to you. And cause I was like, cause you could see there were a lot of times when I stopped and I was just like sitting there, like clicking on the screen a lot. <laughs> And those are the times that I'm thinking, I'm like, I don't know what the correct decision is to do here because I have two things that are, I think are smart, but I'm not a hundred percent sure. And you picked out, you picked out a couple of them where I was like, you're like, yeah, I think this was wrong, even though you, you know, were fine with it and everything, blah, 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 stuff like yeah. that. But it's like, you know, and I, I mean, I, I felt like I played that game really well anyways, you know? Yeah. Like, like at, as a whole, you play like I remember you played the game well. There was no glaring, well, you know, what the hell are you doing? You just launched up the game moments. Yeah. But like there was just like two things I remember stuck yeah. out with me that I like I like it was really interesting just like sitting there and critiquing your game with no commentary back and forth between us. Yeah. Just you know, like I'm, completely I'm, bare. Not just, like not even on like a delay, right? This is like mm-hmm. I I didn't watch your stream that night because I had gone to bed. And so you and... get the little you get the little clips of me kind of talking to myself or mumbling yeah. to myself more so. That's something I have to learn, but to yeah. actually like speak when I'm when there's no one there. Yeah. It it's not easy. No, it's not. Well, I mean, you think it would be for you cuz you love the sound of your own voice, yeah, but I do. Yeah. goddamn. But yeah, <laughs> and that, and that's what's so interesting is there are a couple of plays that I'm just like is this like I, I sat there and thought I'm like is this is this what I want to be doing? And like there were a couple of like I mentioned a couple of glaring mistakes that I made, like that I was like when I rewatched, I'm like, oh my god, I'm so stupid for this. Because so, and it was the one, the first one was the one where I am uh, consigned the Exelon's binding that had my Scarab mm. God locked down, and I should have done it during his attack phase, I believe, or no, no, I no, I couldn't have done that. Never mind, I, I take that back. Now I did it right. Yeah, no, you your first or was he tapped out? Right. He wasn't tapped out, but he had tapped down to only two okay, mana. Okay, yes, then I should have, because I was looking at just, it. Yep. Yeah, he cast a creature pre-combat yeah, for some cause, reason. Because I should have Ixon's Binding, and, and then uh, ate his Gustwalker that he did not exert. I just yep. I just assumed he exerted it. Yeah. <laughs> like an idiot. and Because, um, uh, yeah, I could have easily eaten that creature for free and then played my troop. Or then um, uh, uh, brought back my troops the next turn and on stuff like that or i think i actually oblivioned him uh because i uh, yeah because you I oblivioned him so because he... that was yeah, his, only, you... his only card in hand <laughs> yeah you couldn't allow him to recast the ixon's binding because otherwise you're right back where you were mm-hmm. and you have nothing to show for it yeah. so but i feel like yeah that was i don't know it's interesting to be able to look at and pick those out and i want i want somebody else critiquing those plays just because like those decisions are hard and i think if i can understand 
even if I can understand like you looking at something and saying, I think this is wrong and this is why, even if I disagree with you, at least understanding why that is helps me understand these choices better. Like, like the whole doomfall discussion, like yeah. I think, you know, to go back to our original point here was a really, really good discussion just in general, because, you know, I got to hear, hear your thought process on it. And while I disagree with it, I don't think it was necessarily a, in, an incorrect thought process necessarily. Like, mm-hmm. like, you know, as you said, coming in where you were and blah, 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 stuff like that. Like, I'm sure, you know, things would have played out different depending, but, and being able to look at that and say, okay, this is why he thinks that, you know, where, where are the flaws in my thinking, you know? And, and there are some, to some degree, there are definitely arguments for, casting the doomfall but you know coming down saying you know i think these are the reasons that i need in this i'm going to make this decision and you know just having all that information is really really helpful because you know realistically in the end the the goal we're trying to achieve in this is to give myself the best chance of winning the game and and a lot of times that is following those rules those heuristics or whatever to to get to that point. I mean, the reason we have these rules is because they're right most of the time. Yeah. And and finding the time to break them is hard. Past experience has shown you that it is a good idea to do something, right? Yep. You know, you don't pre, you don't replan out your, your route to work every day because you've done it and you know, the most efficient way to get to work. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't, you know, you don't have to relearn how to pour yourself a bowl of cereal every time because, you yep. know, you know you pour in the cereal first and then the milk because that's just how shit works. Yeah, if you do it the other way, you're just wrong. I mean, if you if you really, really like milk and you're not a huge fan of cereal, like, you know, you want very little cereal to milk ratio, I guess doing it in reverse no. is okay. No, get out of my house. <laughs> I'm just saying. No, I don't respect it. <laughs> But but yeah yeah your point basically your point is is that we 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 learn these shortcuts and everything so that we can save brain power for the decisions that really matter, mm-hmm. and I think it's like recognizing those places where you have to ignore those things is really really hard. Like obviously I'm not I'm I have a lot of learning to do with it. Like it, it's really nice because I run into like so like that Doomfall situation. I stopped and looked at that too. I'm like, I have three mana to cast a Doomfall. I could do this. And, and realized, and I think I asked the question out loud on the stream, and then you responded. And obviously the correct play, we, we decided the correct play was the play that I, the um, treasure map, actually. Um, but, you know, we were ignoring that for our discussion and everything. But, like, yeah. you know, just even, but, you know, looking at the play and going, something doesn't seem right here. Like and having that just little thing click in my brain, and even if I didn't know exactly what it was at that very second, being able to piece that together, I think, was very important. And having that thing, having that little little dial sort of turn almost, or that light go off, saying, "Hey, this is something. Something's different about this situation that doesn't follow the normal plan." Yeah, that's another thing in regards to that that a lot of people don't like take into account is like. Um, like we're kind of covering this but like I actually do have an example mm-hmm. from something that I did last night that it didn't cost me the game but it severely hampered my development in the it game it could have <laughs> it could have um, I 
I had had an opening opening hand with a cycling lands. I believe it was it was a blue black cycling lands. No, it was a red black cycling land, and then I had two. Um. Uh, two. Uh, Dragon Skull Summits, a Drowned Catacomb. Oh God, one of these, huh? And like a bunch of other stuff, but like this hand is okay, right? Because mm-hmm. I have the the cycling land is does count as um, the swamps I need to make all of my check lands come into play untapped. Mm. So like, I see my opening hand, and I've already decided. Okay, this is what I'm going to do in this to make this all work out. Mm-hmm. And then I proceed. My I'm on the draw, and my first draw of the game is the blue black cycling lands. Which, with my mana situation, is better to play first, because then I wind up having double blue and double red and everything mm-hmm. works fine. But because of the fact that I'd already established that this is what my line of play is going to be, mm-hmm. I wound up just, like, automatically, like, you know, force of habit playing the blue-black cycling, or the red-black cycling land. And this wound up actually hampering my growth in the game, like, mana-wise, I wound up being, like, short a red mana mm-hmm. for some reason. I don't remember exactly why. But, like, I'm probably, like, listing the lance I had wrong, but, like, I wound up actually being short red mana on turns 4 and 5 when I wanted it. Mm-hmm. So I couldn't play out my Rekindling Phoenix or my Glorybringer. Ugh. Like, on time, I wound up, like, having to play, uh, play it, like, a turn, everything a turn later than I wanted to which severely hampered my growth, and it didn't cost me the game, but it could have, all because of the fact that I already got preset the notion of, uh, I'm going to go this land, then this land, and cycle this land. When I should have, you know, I should have played the land that I instead cycled, and I should have cycled the land that I instead played. Yeah. Yeah, and it's so easy to fall into those traps. (laughs) Yeah. It's the whole, like, you should... (laughs) It's basically taking the whole... You know, the whole anti-slow play argument, right, is, like, you should plan out your turns ahead of time. Mm -hmm. You should know what you're going to be doing ahead of time. Mm -hmm. Where, like, I did that too much. You know, I didn't reevaluate based off something that happened when the something that happened did actually matter. Opposed to, you know, the people who evaluate everything that happens in case it does matter. Mm -hmm. I should have, you know, evaluated just, like, that tiny little change that happened actually did matter for the actual development of the game and yeah yeah and those those things can be really punishing like it, land order is something that i've noticed too like trying to figure like i don't really have a shortcut with it even too much right now like basically the only thing i know is, is like turn one i'm probably going to play a tap land <laughs> but like yep. i know i've had numerous games where i've sequenced things wrong or you know done the exact same thing where it's like i i'm like okay this is the land i'm playing i draw a land another land that is one that like would help me and then i play the my original plan and i'm like well sweet i suck really bad but like it's like if you listen no, to any, i don't have double white yeah, <laughs> if you listen to some of my streams i'll just like start swearing at myself all of a sudden for stuff like that but yeah that's, uh, I, I, rem- I remember that actually happening when um before they added Omnicat when it was just Exelon block constructed, and like we made that Jun deck, and I'm like, and like you asked me something about the mana at one point, I'm just like, 
and I'm like, you need mountain, forest, swamp. You like if you have a basic land, you play them in that order because that unlocks the most number of lands and yep. um, makes your mana like that is yep. how your mana needs to function. Yep. And I remember like having that exact discussion. You're like, okay, and like I myself, even knowing that's what I was supposed, I should do had screwed that up because it's like, well, my opening hand contains a forest, I'm going to play forest, proceed to draw a mountain and still play forest. Yep. And then suddenly all my check lands don't work anymore. It's like, God damn it, I'm an idiot. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it's... Uh, I've done that a yeah. bunch of and, times. And in that format, that would cost you the game. Mm-hmm. Like, being a turn behind against like a dinosaur's opponent yeah. or like an anger opponent mm-hmm. was just back-breaking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, that is just... Just ugh, bad, just bad. But yeah. like uh, with with Ixalan as a format, it's like one of those things. This is less a a um. Uh, I think we've talked about this before, but I'm going to talk about it again because I've been noticing it as I've been playing games. Um, but or like a mental tick to some degree that people or a mental trap people fall into. Um, is wanting to get value out of things. Like, mm-hmm. we, we had this argument all the time with Waking Sun's Avatar. Like, yep. when when should we play it? Like, and I'm like, you know, I'd be like, we just need to run it out. And you'd be like, well, if they just, like, just wait till they play one creature so we can get our value on it and stuff like that. And um, uh, I know yesterday, um, I don't think you were watching my stream, but I played a dinosaur opponent. And it was mm-hmm. like, I was on the play, I think. Or no, I was, yeah, yeah, I was on the play. And I'm... Um, uh, so like, you know, basically like the first couple turns I'm just playing out lands. So their turn two, they play that um that one two that gives dinosaurs haste. Yep. And it comes back to my turn. I play my third land and I just play a um uh, golden demise straight out one for one. Yep. And I think I like I still think that play was one hundred percent correct. I ac- actually one hundred percent agree with you. I, I'm sure. Yeah, you didn't see it, but like. Yeah, and it's like people. I see a lot of times people want like they look at it and they're like, "Oh, I want to get the two for one on this, you know," <laughs> or "I want to get more value." Or this thing can hit more than one thing. Why do I want to waste it? You know, why do I want to waste their bear there? But when I looked at the situation, I'm like, one, this thing is a threat. Like this thing sucks. Yep. This this thing will, will, well, it itself won't hit me for a ton of damage. The the, the it, haste di- basically the does, haste right? the haste dinosaurs that are kicking me in the teeth will. So yeah. that thing needs to be killed, plus it's land ramp. And and honestly... Better than land ramp. Yeah, it's better than land ramp. Um, and honestly, when I sit down and look at the situation, I'm like, would I cast would I cast Impale on this creature? And I sat there and I think, I'm like, yes, yes, I probably would. It wouldn't feel good, but like, would I cast Murder on that creature? Probably, because yeah. it's, it's that good. And that's basically what I did with Golden Demise. Yeah, that's something that, like, you notice that a lot with board wipes on people. Mm-hmm. That it's, like, they just don't... They f- Just because a card can kill multiple creatures, they feel that they feel as if it has to kill multiple creatures. Mm-hmm. And I've always been more of a, you know, I don't care if my Wrath of God is a one-for-one. One. If it's killing something I care about, I'm going to kill it, yep. right? Like, the threat 
of, of the card has to be high enough for it to matter. And against a dinosaur's opponent, that 1-2 is a big enough threat mm-hmm. to use Golden Demise because A, Golden Demise is not good against dinosaurs. No, it's a terrible card like, against dinosaurs. At all. And like, two, like like I said, like it is a cost reducer, which matters a lot. Mm-hmm. And the fact it can give anything haste is a massive thing, yeah. right? Like, it itself is a 1-2, but it might as well be a 4-5 if it gives uh, Ripshaw Raptor haste. Yep. Right, mm-hmm. and that's something that a lot of people don't really think about. Yeah, you know, like I will go out of my way to kill Mana Ramp. Yeah, or, or the um, uh, Drover of the Mighty is another one. I'll just throw that thing at a lot of times and yeah. be happy. Because like, and it's like you know, you might never get the option to kill it again mm-hmm. if it's a Drover, because suddenly it might become a three-three. Yeah, and then you're yeah, then it takes more than one card to kill it. Basically, usually. Like yeah, it's so. So this is something that I've I've kind of been internalizing with myself a lot too. Like we're we've been. I feel like one of the things that gets hammered in a lot of times is that you know card advantage is king. Like basically the the general rule is is that the more cards you play and you know draw and play basically, the better chance you have at winning. Or the more the more cards you can you know get from your opponent and everything too you know you want to have more cards matter in the game if that makes any sense the, the whole concept of card yeah. match I'm explaining it partly obviously but so like that's why two for ones are such a blowout when you get just hit by them and everything and because it's it's taking more resources from you than your opponent is spending on it basically and one of the things I've been finally internalizing is is that sometimes like the game is less about specific thing like card advantage or mana efficiency or anything like that. You have to extract abstract it further and is that you're trading resources for advantage. And mm-hmm. people sometimes look at things in too strict of a manner. That sometimes cards, sometimes it is 100% worth spending two, three, four cards to answer a single threat of your opponents if you have to. And well that's yeah. well that sucks is is that you are trading them for advantage and there are situations where trading those cards for that it for that one card is such a swing in advantage that it's worth it. Most of the time it's probably not. I mean because that's why this is sort of a rule is that you don't want to two for one yourself on things. Well, that's just one of those things, right? Mm-hmm. It's like you see it all the time in standard actually right now like if a player is playing red and they're like lightning strike magma spray your oh yeah yep and i guarantee you the person who's casting the burn spells feels better about that transaction than the person who controlled the scarab god 99 percent of the time that is true about and as somebody who's been playing a lot of scarab gods lately the like the times I the only times I feel good about that happening is when I have my second scarab god in hand, <laughs> yeah. or or I have a glyph keeper in hand that I'm going to play the next turn. But it's actually really weird for me in that regard to where like I'm actually fine from both ends of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. Like I'm fine two for one myself to deal with the scarab god, and I'm fine getting a two for one mm-hmm. for my scarab god because like either way, like the way I see it, I'm up advantage, yep. right? I'm either mm-hmm. up raw card power or card quantity, mm-hmm. which, like, with the deck that I play, both is something that is very useful for me. Mm-hmm. You know, so, like, I can leverage either one to my own thing. And, like, 
along the whole lines of um, uh, there's more to card advantage or like there's more to advantage than just card mm-hmm. advantage. Vapor Snag and Unsummon are perfect examples of this exact <laughs> yep, thing, yep. right? Like Unsummon effects are card disadvantage. They are purely your card opponent, disadvantage, your opponent, yes. Yeah, your, your opponent is down nothing, mm-hmm. you know, the card's in their hand, but you gained tempo. You gained, you know, board presence. Like, that is what you gained at the cost of a card. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there are decks that completely rely on just that to win. Like, that is a mm-hmm. thing. And so, like, just focusing on one particular thing, like card advantage, is like you need to see the bigger picture in a game of Magic, yeah. right? Yeah, it's bigger than just these square numbers of cards. <laughs> I mean, if you know the the example I thought of when I'm uh, sometimes it's okay to two for one yourself. Basically, this is like the the classic example, Force of Will. Like Force of Will is literally just a two for one on yourself, and yep. it's it's one of those cards that when you play it in Legacy, like, against against a lot of decks, it's just the best thing you can have. It it it's, It is such a large amount of advantage having that card in your hand. But then there's a, but then there's other decks that people just misuse it against, and it's, it is literal disadvantage because, uh, because you actually lose advantage by giving away those two cards. Yeah, that, like, um, a, a very common thing that I always like to bring up in that regard is like people who keep in force of wills against Yep, goblins. that's my exact thing I was thinking. Like, it's almost impossible to trim every bad card you have against it's goblins. It's so hard in the decks I play. But like, you know, but people who just straight up they like they never even look at force of will as being a card that they want to even trim. Mm-hmm. And that's just wrong in a lot of situations. It's like they're you know for like against a deck like goblins like days doesn't do that nope. much, force of will doesn't do that much, and they, but like when they're looking at cards they want to cut they're looking at you know creatures that actually like produce pressure and stuff like yeah. that and like other forms removal because people are blinded by the power of counter magic, yep. hoping to get something but then your opponent goes you know. Cavern of Souls on Goblin, Goblin Lackey, go. And you're sitting there looking at your mitt full of dazes and forcibles, and you're like, well, shit. (laughs) Like, I'm never casting, these are going to rot in my hand, and they're basically just blanks. Like, yeah. Yeah. So, like, it's, I don't know, maybe maybe the whole point of of this conversation is that magic is complex. But, (laughs) like, I don't know. It's just, I feel like we fall into these mental traps, Maybe that's what this will be about. But um, uh, we fall into these mental traps that we get so sucked into that we don't stop and think. Or we don't listen to that little voice sometimes that may pop up in the back of our head saying, say, hey, this situation is funny. And mm-hmm. you know, it's good that we have these rules that we follow and these ideas and everything that we kind of go along with. But, you know, like we, we, you shouldn't be going for every, trying to two-for-one yourself for every one of your opponent's threats, because guess what? You're going to fall behind and lose more than likely. But there are those times where you look at, you know, your opponent plays that Scarab God and you're like, well, I can, you know, I can lightning strike Magma spray it and get rid of it. 
because they're tapped out or something for some reason because they did something dumb. Or maybe they maybe they have three mana up for a cancel. Like, I had to do this one game. Uh, my opponent was tapped out, and or not tapped out, had enough mana for a cancel, and I played Ixalan's Binding into their cancel, and they canceled it out. And I played my second Ixalan's Binding so that I could hit their Scarab God. Just straight up. Yep. And I'm like, I'm like, I know I am literally running this card right into a counterspell. And I have to do that. Like, that's just how it has to work. That, yeah, that's another thing that, like, a lot of people are blinded by not wanting to play into counter magic because counter magic or, feels really, really Or just bad. playing around cards sometimes, <laughs> in general. Yeah. And, like, I always try to, like, reiterate to those people, it's like, yeah, they might have a, you know, they might have the mm -hmm. cancel or the disallow in their hand, but you have to make them use it because... If they have it, they're always going to yeah. have it. If they don't have it, you're giving them more draws to exactly. get it. Exactly. So it's like right? you know, it, this is a common thing I've heard. I've heard people say too is that for for the situations that so look at the card you're playing around. So let's say they have you, you're playing around a you know they have a cancel. You're worried about that with with this spell that you need to resolve. Okay. So how do you play around that? Well, you can sit around and wait mm -hmm. for them and hope they tap out and stuff like that. Or it or maybe you just can't. Like if, if this game, yep. if you're going to win this game, you literally just need to hope they don't have it. So <laughs> guess what you do in that situation? You play like they don't have it because it doesn't matter if they have it, they have it like, and that's, you know, I've been, I, I get too aggressive with that. Sometimes I've noticed, like I probably could play a little bit more around stuff, but I feel like to some degree I've been punished more by just kind of being like, well, maybe they'll tap out this turn. Well, maybe they'll tap out yep. this turn. Well, maybe they'll tap out this, and and you just get crushed by that. But yeah, like the, hoping your opponent does something to enable you to, you know, cast the spell you want to cast is usually just a losing proposition, yeah. right? Because like either they're they're tapping out for something they think is worth tapping out for, which means that they've gained a massive amount of board presence, which who knows if the cards you're trying to resolve will make mm -hmm. up for it. Or they're just never going to do it because they don't Ex need to. And this is something right? I've learned more and more as I've been playing these control decks and stuff like that. Like, being on that other side and stuff and being like, well, I just, well if my opponent taps out, it'll be okay, I'll just pass. And it's like, mm -hmm. like, if I'm on the other side of that and like they have a bunch of and they just pass, I'm like, sweet, land, go. <laughs> like, yep. like, this is what I want. I want to get... 20 lands in play so that I can play, you know, play my Scarab God with triple counterspell backup and then reanimate everything in the entire game twice. Like, it's, you know, it's, it's like you're playing right into my plan by not trying to get through the counterspells. Like, I, I find it's even better sometimes. It's like if you're trying to play around the counterspells, like what I've done before, like what I've done before against if I'm playing like a control mirror, um, is I'll just play like I'll just play Chupacabras straight with nothing else on board. Like just just mm -hmm. play a two two for four. It's, it's just a beater. beater at like at, like at this point, it's like I hope you have something. I mean, it's it's doing good mm -hmm. things for me because uh, I mean a two two sucks in that in that game. Like it's not very good, but it puts pressure on my opponent. So they so they are compelled in some ways to counter it or deal with it in some manner. It's going to cost them a card. And that's really, really big. So if they counter it, I'm just straight up. Because because they just spent a counterspell on this thing that I don't really care about. 
or they're going to spend another card on it. I think the only the only issue with that play straight up in the matchup mm-hmm. is the fact that Moment of Craving sees that, a lot of play, yeah. and outside of killing a Chupacabra, it is completely dead. It, it, it does suck, but honestly, I'd rather have my opponent spend the mana on the, the Moment of Craving and give them the two life. It's like, mm-hmm. honestly, the two life isn't that important. And then they're still spending a card. Yeah. Like, even if the card was a brick, that now I know what that card is, and it's not in their hand. Like, yep. that... Well, that sounds kind of stupid. I feel like that does matter to some degree. Like in the, in the game of advantage, are they're probably getting a little more advantage than me, but I am getting some amount of advantage out of that. Yeah, you are gaining yeah. information, right? And your opponent has one less card in, your, mm-hmm. in their hands. Yeah. So, there is some amount of advantage with it, not a ton, but like, you know, getting that card out of their hands is, you know, is worth some amount of stuff because you know it's you know if my opponent has five cards in hand or four versus four cards in hand i mean functionally that doesn't matter too much but like if my opponent has two cards in hand versus three cards in hand like that is slightly more significant as stupid as that kind of sounds like it yeah, but it's it true though, right? It's like that's one fewer counterspell yep. that they could have if you're trying to. Force I'm playing around through. one less thing, you know, if it comes with, comes to that. So it's I, I don't know. It's really interesting. These these control games I've been like that I've been playing are really are chess matches. <laughs> They've been fascinating. Um, it, I, I've just been learning. So I don't, you know, I'm I'm going to go off the rails a little bit here because that's what we're doing this episode, um, <laughs> but. I don't. I don't get to play a lot of magic at the stores, obviously, as as you know. Um, so when I can find places to play magic, it's always really awesome, especially cheap ways to play magic, which this is. So being able to play like the volume of magic I have been playing has just been phenomenal. Like it, it has made me learn so many things already, just in the like week week or so that I've been really grinding on on arena. And, like, I really feel like I have become a better player in that amount of time, just with the amount of magic I've been playing. I mean, that that is, like, the key to it, right? It's just, like... Repetition. Yeah, getting the reps in. And, you know... Yeah, that, that's, you know, that's something that every pro will pl- tell you, like, you know, it's like, if, if everyone who walks up to him is like, you know, how do I become as good as you? How do I do this? How do I do that? And all the pros just, like, just play more. Play a lot and, of like, magic. No, no amount of reading, no amount of video watching, no amount of talking will ever give you the same impact as actually sitting down and throwing cardboard yep. at each other. Yeah, and like, you know, it's good to read that stuff and good to learn, good to learn that way. But you have to put it into practice. Like, and that, mm-hmm. and that's the thing is, is like, you know, getting playing these games and being able to put yourself and, and have these tough situations and have to make have to make those decisions and see what happens. You know, obviously don't be too rowdy with it, but like, you know, it's really nice. You know, as I said, I'm, I'm really lucky because I have, I have you around that I can just be like, Hey, watch this video and tell me what I did wrong. You know, or, or have you stream with me and be like, I think this is the right play. And you're like, no, I think this is. And then I'll be like, well, I'm going to make the play I made and we can discuss this as we continue on with the game. (laughs) Like, you know, like, like think about like how much you grew as a control player just by like you know back when it was still a closed beta and we were just like 
you know, we would just sit there and like just go through control yeah, matches. After matches, like, yeah. You, you playing control and me like, you know, like giving you like all these little tips and tricks that I've learned through all my time oh, yeah. playing it. Like just how much you've grown, like, you know, the whole life total as a resource mm-hmm. thing, the whole maximizing your cards thing. Yep. It's like you know, it's like, yeah, your opponent's attacking you for five and you have a set of the wreckage, but They're- the, what if you they're just attacking me for it, five i'm going i'm going from i'm yeah. going from 17 down to you know 12 or whatever it is and like who cares you know at that i'm like i'm like at that life total i don't care so it's like you know it's like okay well so i can hold this open and do this and blah, blah, blah you know and think about all these things and stuff like that it's yeah it's it has really really helped me just get reps in and really get better at at playing magic like like I feel a lot more competent now than I did, as I said, like uh, two weeks ago. As stupid as that sounds, like it's just, yeah. It, and it, and I feel like it's a significant amount. Like, <laughs> see, but that's that's the thing, though, right? It's like you feel more competent, and you know, probably more yes. confident also, just because like you do have the reps, you have you know you have learned all of this stuff and you've seen it actually yep. give, you know, showing you a noticeable change. Mm-hmm. In yeah. And I've been able to see them, you know, see it in practice and everything like that. Also seeing the little, the little wind tickers go up is nice, but I don't get to see how many yeah. games I've lost. So that's kind of, kind of interesting, <laughs> but with the amount I've been streaming, I probably could track it down. <laughs> yeah. Like, but, but like that's, that's just the thing with like a lot of, you know, newer people and people who are trying to get better though it's like they're not really they're kind of just they just keep doing what they have been doing and they're not like looking for outside sources to actually try Mm -hmm. and improve like you know you've you've like messaged me before and be like hey you want to do some arena and i'm like yeah sure Mm -hmm. why not right it's like you've gone out of your way to try and find a way to oh yeah i i really like it was nice because the two of us working together gave me a higher win rate, but but, yep. but it was also really nice because I did, you know, I, I have that chance to, to learn a lot as I'm playing, you know, I have like, you know, we started out t- talking about these, these rules that we create and these ideas and stuff like that. Well, when I started, I didn't have a lot of these rules. Like I had to, mm-hmm. I had to like really start developing these and figuring them out better and understanding them more. And now and, and you know now I'm at the point where I can look at them and say, well, I think this is a rule I need to break right now. Like you know, yeah. like that's a that's a pretty you know that's a significant amount of growth in my mind. Like you know, it's man, it's been great. I don't know. I I don't want to just go off on and talk about how great Arena is, but I am so happy it exists right now, and I'm going to be playing a crap ton yeah. more. Well, you know, like you know, that's just thing. Like you know, but you know, as as already said, been said, it's like you're getting the chance. Like, you know, I helped you build, you know, like this foundation of rules, like that you should follow, and like it's something that happens a lot when someone is learning something and like mm-hmm. improving at something. Is like I don't I remember how like people exactly word it, but it's like you start out being you know, it's like start out at a zero. Then you go like you go all the way off the deep end into this mm-hmm. one thing, and then you realize that you've gone too far. So then you go like to the exact polar opposite, <laughs> and like 
then you realize once again that you've gone too far, and then you eventually like settle back into like I start dialing spot, it in right? to where it it's needs like, to be. Yeah, yeah, and that's like it's just it's something you can only learn. You know, like you have to have things set up to allow you to get to mm-hmm. that point. And Arena has basically yep. given you that. So. Yeah, and just yeah, giving me the ability to do those reps, but but yeah, I don't know, man. We've been. We've been talking for a while here. Do you have a, uh, Do you have anything you want to add to this topic? Uh, I don't think so. Not to this topic. Okay. Do you have anything else you want to talk about? I have a question for you. Oh, all right. It's been too long. It's been way too long. <laughs> um, stream I was watching had this get brought up on it, and it's a really interesting, interesting concept. What would be what card would be the most likely to single handedly just break the modern format that is currently only legal in Legacy? That's currently only legal in Legacy? Well, Legacy and Vintage, I suppose. Okay, yeah, I'm just like thinking. Like, only legal? Yeah. Uh, It's like something something that is not legal in modern. Not counting, like, not counting mean, things that were that are on the ban list. So okay, what do, you, never... what do you mean break the format? Like just like make it the worst thing ever? Yes, make it worse than Lardy is. Okay, good. <laughs> I should just um, put that caveat in there for you. Like, like I feel like the low hanging fruit that I would want to say, but I don't think it's correct. The more I think about it, is Force of Will. But that's, that's I feel something like, that a lot of people brought up, and I, just I feel like it would just make modern. Like, I feel like it would just make modern suck more, but not break it. If that makes sense, I think like, if all, that makes sense. I'm kind of of the opinion that all force of will it would do is just like pseudo push the decks like Grishel Brand out of the format. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It would just make the format kind of suck. Like. like it just be like it just be like yeah this is just making it actually less good like the decks that were good are still good yeah and the decks that are like not really like great but you can play them are just like no longer playable yeah well like it just makes it more of an aggro format doesn't it well yes and no right because like the thing about force will is it actually impacts the format so little because like the closest thing we have to like an all-in combo deck would probably be like ad nauseum okay or or um Hollow One. Yeah. Hollow One is, like, you're not going to use a Force of Will on a Burning Inquiry. Right? Yeah. Like, you're, it's just not worth it. And you're not going to use a Force of Will on, like, a Hollow One, I hope. Because mm-hmm. that's just, like, like Force of Will isn't good against Hollow One. And against Ad Nauseum, it doesn't matter, because they main deck Pact of Negation. So they have, you know, the Force of Will equivalent for your Force of Will. I mean, they would they, would they run Force of Will instead? Probably not there's no need right like they just got that like they could i guess but it doesn't matter because like they're just gonna win that yeah it's like i like force will i think would have almost no impact like it's on my short list of cards to think about just because everyone else would think about it but i do not think force of will would matter at all if it was (laughs) modern legal the two that i'm hemming and hawing about um this one is kind of like my second place for this could damage the format would be wasteland. You mean you mean improve? 
I can't. I don't know a deck that would play Wastelands, but I don't think Wasteland would necessarily help the formats. Like, I am a firm believer in the sanctity that is Blood Moon. Yes. Like, that card is necessary and beautiful. I don't think... I don't like Wasteland as a card because it leads to people making poor decisions. Is is Price of Progress the card that would just blow the format in half? No, it would just make Burn even better. Like, would Burn be beatable? Yeah, absolutely. Like, like, like um, insert magic player hyperbole there. Yeah, absolutely. You think? Like, yeah. I think that card is so good, would be so good in modern. I agree wholeheartedly, right? But, like... Like, I mean, your opponent, like, by turn three, your opponents have taken, like, you know, a bunch of damage from their mana base, like, probably, like, four damage from their mana base just by playing lands, and so they're at, like, 16, and you're just, like, you're dead. (laughs) So, this is why I think Price of Progress would be okay, is that Price of Progress still promotes interactive magic, Okay, fair and enough. Blood Moon, to a certain degree, does not. Uh, fair enough, I get you. So, yeah. while Price of Progress ends the game, at least the game is over, and your opponents yep. don't have to sit there hoping they top-deck their one forest, right? Yeah, I agree. But, um, the thing that the streamer actually mentioned himself, that he thinks would be, like, the single most miserable thing ever in Modern, is Cabal Therapy. Because that card... Is powerful and can yeah. be crack breaking. <laughs> so, hmm, hmm, it can be. It's really interesting, right? Like, I don't think there's a deck currently that would want to play Cabal Therapy. Yeah, but I think decks would grow around Cabal. So, therapy. what decks are soft to it, though? Is what I wonder any combo deck like the thing is if you know the matchup but like but like the decks that are really good right now just don't care about that don't they i don't think they do like if you play cabal therapy against an affinity deck like do they do they care i think they're just like shrug if you're on the you got, play, you got my you got my memnite. I don't know. Like, <laughs> well, the thing is, if you're on the play against Affinity, mm-hmm. and you get to Kapal therapy them, mm-hmm. if you guess right, you can castrate their entire hand because there are like three debatable. So it just makes modern in... more modern. Exactly. Like exactly right. Like that's what it does. Like it, Cabal therapy is a main deckable hate card. And that is exactly as miserable as I'm making it sound. Like, it's not that hard if you know what you're playing against to just make your opponent's hand the worst thing ever. I'm going to go with Illusions of Grandeur and just leave it there. Are you going to play some Harmless Offering Illusions? I'm I'm going to just smoke with it. (laughs) Uh... I wonder if you can, like, can you kill your burn opponents before you die to illusions? That's the real question. Mm-hmm. Or you can literally just play illusions, harmless offering. 
and it would be hilarious. Like you'd never lose to burn again, right? Like you've you have four main deck of the best hate card ever against burn, <laughs> right? It's like it's gonna you know cast cast has gained twenty life, and your phone's like, why am I not playing seventeen spell cracks? <laughs> Oh uh, man, I, I meant in Legacy I played against that with that deck with Burn, yeah, because it got brought and it was like, how do I beat this? Like, <laughs> I mean, I had a, I had Reb, but even then they had force like... of they had force of wills, but <laughs> yeah, so it was like, oh crap, but yeah, I, man, I don't know, like, I can think of a lot of cards that just make modern suck more, if that makes sense. Like, yeah, well, that's what it comes down to, right? It's but like, like I'm trying to think of like something that just like makes modern like borderline unplayable. Like, like if you sit down with a deck that isn't the deck that runs this card, you are just, it's just impossible to even play the format. Yeah, that, that's that's the whole like thought process behind yeah. it, though, right? It's like yeah. what what card just kind of like. It's just it's miserable for everyone involved. I'm I'm well, I don't know if it's miserable for everyone involved. I, I'm still on price of progress because I think like I think because of how the format is right. Obviously, all the cards we're thinking of we're thinking of as the format is right now. Yeah. Like if you introduce Force of Will, like decks are going to change to adapt to that card to some degree. You know, if you introduce Cabal Therapy, cards are going to. The decks are going to change to adapt to that card more than likely. Like, if a card is important enough, decks will shift around it. You want to like, know the one thing that I would actually make me really, really happy about Cabal Therapy existing in modern? What? People would be less inclined to play four ofs. Fair enough. You hate four ofs. I don't hate them. I just you, think you they're, dislike them. They're, they're overused. Too common. Yes. Yeah. Hmm. Three is a good number. True name nemesis. That's just a no. beater. That, that card, yeah, that card matters absolutely zero. There's no GTA. There's no Stoneforge oh, yeah. to tutor up no anything jitters. to throw it on. Like it's okay. just too slow. Yeah, you're right. Which is insane to say for a three mana progenitus. Yeah, you tap out. You tap out. Slam that, and then die the next turn. Lion's Eye Diamond break anything? Uh, it might make actually that might make Storm better. I think, like, when I think breaking the format, though, I don't think in regards to, like, this one card makes a certain deck, like, the most unbeatable thing ever. See, that I breaks mean, a format, though. Like, if one deck is just so good that, like, it's not worth playing anything else, like, I'm I'm there. Like, yeah, I think but that's I, what does it. I'm, I'm meaning it more in the, this makes the format just absolutely miserable to play in, right? Not, but I mean, not like, in the... Like, that's my interpretation, though, is what I'm saying. Like, if a format's miserable, it's because that, like, you can't play anything else except this. I, like, I get that. Your interpretation is just wrong for the question. Like, I think the question is just wrong. Yeah, maybe. Like, because otherwise it's like, that doesn't make any sense, like, in my opinion. It just seems nonsense. Like, it seems nonsensical, because then you just pick cards that slow down the game a lot like i don't know it's it just seems it just seems weird no. yeah i don't know either you're, you're i'm just i'm just rambling thing <laughs> boil that's the card nah no it's not because blue is bad but it just makes me sad because you killed all my underground pretty seat. sure boil is actually modern legal is it 
Yeah, it was printed in the 8th edition, wasn't it? Oh, I have no idea. I'm just guessing. I just know I got smoked by it in Legacy. Yeah. It's great in Legacy. Boil. Yep, 8th edition. I know what card makes Modern miserable. Ensnaring Bridge. Oh, wait. That is a card in Modern. Yep. <laughs> All right. You got anything else before we close up here, man? Nah, I'm good. All right, cool. So if you guys want to... Um, uh, Send us some feedback. You can shoot us an email at thelocometa at gmail.com. You can catch us on Twitter at thelocometapc. And if you want to catch me streaming, I've been doing it quite a bit. You can find me on twitch.tv slash llamas. And, yeah, I'm playing a lot of arena most nights. So that's that. John, thanks again for the play, Matt. Yeah, no problem. You have to actually use it, though. Oh, don't worry. It's going to be my primary one, though. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. And we will catch you next time. See you.